What's good, everyone? Welcome to Geeks Who Watch Football. I am your host, Jeff Jackson. It is the week of Christmas. It is December 22nd as of the recording of this podcast. I'm wishing everyone a Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays, whatever you're celebrating at this time of year. Uh, Just a friendly reminder, this is Geeks Who Watch Football. We post two episodes every week, one covering video games, one covering sports. We upload them to wherever you find your audio episodes, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor, etc., in addition, I also posted on the Facebook page at Geeks Who Watch Football. In addition, you can follow me on Twitter. My handle is at MadTitan1018. Got a busy show for you today. It's just me. Uh, everyone's busy coming back from holidays, you know, visiting families and stuff. So I wanted to give everyone the week off. So you're stuck with just me. So uh, getting into it today, we're going to be looking at another week in the NFL. Uh, last week I did my AFC pl- uh, playoff predictor, which was what teams I think still had a chance, what teams were 0.0 eliminated. I'm going to do that for the NFC this time. In addition to that, I am going to swing over to what coaches I believe could be fired at the end of the season. We've already seen two drop with Urban Meyer recently being let go and then the drama and the scrutiny behind John Gruden being released from the Las Vegas Raiders. I know he technically left on his own terms, but you know he was basically going to be fired. But yeah, so I'm going to leave those two topics. We're going to get into it, and thanks to everyone for listening, and I uh, hope you enjoy. So another week in football. I'm not going to get into the week-by-week games, so to speak, because I wanted to focus more on what teams had a chance to, I believe, still make the playoffs on the NFC side of things. We were kind of spoiled because so much was happening with COVID that we got football on both Monday night and Tuesday night, so we only have a game like Wednesday and Friday don't have football games. So all this holiday week, we get a football game every night, which is nice. Uh, the Bears just lost last night, which basically eliminates them from the playoff contention, so they are not on this list. I have a list of NFC teams that are still in it, with the exception of one, and that team is the Giants, that they could still get in, but they would need teams to lose out. But I'm not going to include them because I don't think the chances of the Cowboys losing out and every other team they're losing out and the Giants winning out to get in is very slim. So I don't I have the Giants at a 0.0, but I don't want to get into it because I think they're basically done. They have a top 10 pick right now. Uh, but we're going to get into the Giants later on when we cover the coaches on the hot seat section. But first team I want to look at is the Minnesota Vikings. They just got off, like I said, a win. They have. What do I personally believe them to have left for a chance? Uh, we'll listen in. So you're telling me there's a chance. Yeah! It's not going to be a fun ride for the Minnesota Vikings, but they still are alive at 7-7. Seven and seven. Their final three games are the Rams, at Packers, and the Bears. Their conference record is 5-4, and four, so right about where everybody else is. What helps them out in this is there are three teams that make the playoffs, and uh, the at Packers is brutal, but I think they could beat. The Bears are collapsing. That's a win there. Each win is valuable in the NFC because I firmly believe at 500 record or just above 500 gets you in. So I could see them upsetting the Rams, and I could see them. I think they'll lose the Packers at Green Bay and Green Bay will get revenge on them, even though they always seem to play Green Bay tough. 
but I think the Bears is a win. It's at home. That's a win. So if they could just kind of eke out this Rams win, they're in really good shape than the finish, you know. Uh, they're in really good shape to wrap it up. But to uh, finish off nine and uh, I almost said nine and seven, <laughs> nine and eight. I'm um, so used to the 16 game schedule still. But yeah, I, I give the Vikings a fighting chance. Do I think they're 100% guaranteed in? No, because if they lose to the Rams and Packers, that might be enough to knock them out. So, and their head coach is on the hot seat, Mike Zimmer. He needs this playoff berth desperately. So, a desperate team, I think they could upset the Rams. And I see them beating the Packers. So, I see them going two in their last three, which puts them in potentially. Next team we're going to look at is the New Orleans Saints. So you're telling me there's a chance. Yeah! The New Orleans Saints, given their upset win over the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, they actually swept the Buccaneers this year again for the second straight year has kept them alive at 7-7. Seven and seven. Their conference record is 5-5. Five and five. I do not like Taysom Hill. I think they are one and done in the playoffs because their offense is so abysmally bad. They are way too lenient on Alvin Kamara as a run game, but their defense is legit. They have a top-10 defense. Uh, they get great pressure with Cam Jordan and Marcus Davenport in the defensive line, and they have uh, – I'm brain farting on the corner right now, which is really bad uh, – Marshawn Lattimore on the outside too. There's some things to be had in their defense. They can be a little inconsistent in the secondary, but they're a top 10 team with a great offensive line, a great running game. Taysom Hill can't throw the ball beyond 10 yards, but accurately at least, but he's Tim Tebow essentially, but I, which means basically he's a running back marauding as a quarterback. He's a gadget player, but the saints have a chance. They host the dolphins Monday night next week. They have the Panthers and they go at uh, Atlanta. They could easily Carolina has imploded. I think that's an easy win. Dolphins will be a tricky win, but that is at home in New Orleans. If this was in Miami, I'd be like, I don't like their chances. But I do think they'll still lose to my Dolphins, but I think they're going to win out. I think they're going to beat the Falcons, and I think they're going to beat the Packers, which will put them at 9-7 and seven, or 9-8, uh, and eight, which gets them in. Hell, they could even sweep these three. They beat the Dolphins, and they're in really good shape. Same thing with the Vikings. They need to win two out of these three games, and I see they have an easy win on their schedule. Vikings had the Bears. They have the Panthers. I see both these teams have an easy one-game win on there. So they just need the split. They need to either beat the Dolphins or the Falcons. I like their chances to get in personally. Beating Tampa Bay helps them a lot. Next up, we're going to cover the Atlanta Falcons. Zero point zero. Falcons are done, folks. They're 6-8. and eight. They're behind the New Orleans Saints. Their conference record's garbage at 3-7. and seven. The remaining schedule is Lions at Bills and Saints. The Lions is an easy win, but they've been on a little bit of a streak here. I think the Lions is their easy win, but once again, at 6-8 and eight is their record. They are a game behind the Saints and Vikings. So winning two games simply will not be enough because then that'll put them in an 8-9 and nine record, which might be in, but they need a lot of help. I don't see it. I think they'll beat the Lions, but I think they're going to lose at Buffalo. That's a bad matchup, and I think they lose to the Saints. They go one and two down the stretch, and I think they miss the playoffs. Even if they go two and one and knock the Saints, teams like the Vikings and Rams could easily push them out of the playoffs. So I don't like the Falcons' chances. Their conference record is abysmal. They're a game behind every, almost every other team on this list, and their conference record makes it to where they won't have a tiebreaker with any team. Atlanta, start looking at the draft. Start looking at the offseason, you know, because you're done. Next up, we have the Philadelphia Eagles.
you're telling me there's a chance. Philadelphia Eagles, their remaining schedule, they are sitting at 7-7. Seven and seven. The remaining schedule is the Giants at Washington and against the Cowboys at home. Their conference record is 5-4. and four. They're, they're basically the same as the Vikings here. They win 2-3, they're in. And the Giants are another team that's imploded. The Giants beat them the previous time. I think the Eagles at home beat the Giants this time around. Washington is a team you never know what you're going to get. And... I don't know. I just think the Eagles could definitely win two or three here. They're going to either beat Washington or the Cowboys. They always seem to get up at Jerry World, so I would say they lose to Washington, but they beat the Cowboys and Giants and get in at ten and, or nine and eight. Duh. Never would have thought I said this. This is going to save Nick Sirianni's job because that the emergence of this run game, Jalen Hurts emerging as a runner, has helped this team a lot. I still don't love them. I think they're an early exit in the playoffs, but they definitely have a fighting chance here, and they're if, especially if they go in and they beat Washington, and they won their first two, they're basically a lock in the playoffs. So, yeah, I like the Eagles. Next up, we have the their division rival here, the Washington football team. Zero point zero. Coming off a recent loss has killed the Washington football team. Basically, between them and the Eagles, the loser of that game was going to be out of the playoffs, and Washington being a loser puts them in the outside looking in. They are 6-8. and eight. Their conference record is 5-4, and four, which isn't bad, but the remaining three games are at Cowboys, Eagles, and at New York Giants. Very winnable schedule. They could easily sweep this and go on a three-game run. They win all three. They're essentially in. Thing is, I don't think they'll beat uh, – I think they're going to slip up on one of these games, either the Giants or the Cowboys. I think they'll personally lose to the Cowboys this week, and I think Philly will end up having the tiebreaker over them. And they're a game behind Philly too at six and eight. If they were the seven and seven team, I would put them in due to their schedule. But they also they have to make up a game on Philly. And if Philly wins out, they're not catching them. So give me uh, Washington. Unfortunately, start looking to the draft. Look at what you're going to do with your quarterback situation because focus on the off season. Next up, we have the San Francisco 49ers. There's a chance. Yeah. San Francisco 49ers. It depends on when you play people that matters because their record right now is eight and six. They are surging. Their conference record is nice at seven and five. They go at the Titans, home against the Texans, at the Rams. The only really tough game remaining, I think, is at the Rams. I think they stomped uh, the Tennessee Titans. I think they beat the Texans at home, and I think they lose to the Rams. You know, they have a game up on everybody else, too, at eight and six. I think they're going to be one of the wild card teams when it's all said and done. Like I said, I think they win two or three to get in at a 10 and seven record. So give me the 49ers. They've been surging lately with Jimmy Garoppolo. Now, if he gets hurt, that's the only thing that could derail them is if they have to put in a young Trey Lance. But even still, if that happens, they're going to be playing the Texans, which I just don't see them losing to the Texans. They got to win one of these three and they're going to win one of them at least. So. Yeah, I like the 49ers. I think they're almost basically a lock to make the playoffs. The last team, speaking of locks, I'm not even going to do so. You're telling me there's a chance they are making the playoffs is the LA Rams. They are technically a wild card team because they're right behind the Arizona Cardinals. They are sitting at 10 and 4. They have at Vikings, at Ravens, 49ers. That is a brutal schedule, but their conference record's really nice at 7 and 3. They could lose out and fall into the playoffs at 10 and 7. That's why. 
for them to miss it, they would the other teams would have to win out and they would have to lose out. And even still, I believe they would have the conference record over these teams. So yeah, give me the Rams. I think the Rams are a lock to make it. So just a quick recap for everybody. I have the Vikings as a chance, Saints as a chance, Falcons as a no, Eagles as a chance, Washington as a no, 49ers and Rams as a chance. When it's all said and done, looking at the standings here, I'm going to say the Packers are going to come in at the number one seed. I believe then the Arizona Cardinals, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and the Dallas Cowboys make it. And then my three wildcard teams I'm going to have is the Rams, the Niners, and I'm going to go with the Saints. So Rams, Niners, Saints for my three wildcard teams. And unfortunately for the NFC East, I think they're going to be out just because of their conference record. And like I said, I do believe that the Saints will win their final two of three. They need to win two, especially those NFC games, and they dropped the one to Miami. So that's my predictor. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we are going to look at what coaches could potentially be on the hot seat. We'll be back. Welcome back, everyone. Not to be a Grinch during this holiday season, but we're going to get to our next topic of the show, which is coaches that I believe will be fired. We already covered the two, John Gruden with the Raiders and Urban Meyer with the Jaguars. Different reasons. John Gruden signed a really long uh, contract. I think he was safe depending on how they were playing, but uh, Gruden obviously having the emails of the Washington football team. I'm not going to get too into it because everybody knows what happened. I know Gruden is suing back at the NFL, I believe, for wrongful termination and choose being selective of what was leaked basically but i'm not going to debate that one of what is or isn't fact is the raiders will be looking for a new coach next year and urban meyer had an immensely disappointing season he alienated their best running back in james robinson basically number one spending a first round pick on his replacement travis etn and secondly benching him because he had a fumble and you topple that in with his mismanagement of the uh, game situations kicking the kicker which was the final straw that broke the camel's back and dancing with a girl that was not his wife in an Ohio bar that he owned. Now, granted, you could do whatever you want. I know his family has come out and defended him, but there's only so much that you can take before they're just like enough is enough. The kicking the kicker, the uh, Jaguars, I believe, are trying to get him for termination and to where they don't have to pay out the rest of his contract. We'll see. Uh, stay tuned and see what happens in that situation. So generally speaking, it can be little. You, it always ends up being sometimes less than people imagine. Usually it always ends up being around five or six coaches. So then you've already got two. So that usually leads to about like four other teams or players that could be it. And I have five, but what a couple of these are depending on circumstances. And I believe one of them is depending solely on if they make the playoffs. So that one might be safe for another year. And I believe he should be, but I'm going to put him out there because if they implode and miss the playoffs, I think he'll be out. We're going to start things off with the obvious Matt Nagy of the Chicago Bears. I'm honestly surprised he hasn't been let go already. There was rumors spinning that he was going to be fired after the Thanksgiving game if they lost at the Lions, but since he won, they kept him, which is just being pure dumb because, you know, at the time, the Lions were winless. Do you really think they were going to drop to the Lions? I just don't like how they leaked it. It's the worst-kept secret. The ownership wants him gone. The uh, team has taken a step back every year and has got a progressively worse and worse and worse. His offense, and he was heralded as an offensive guy, has fallen apart. His play calling is stale. Matt Nagy is basically not long for this world, and I expect Ryan Pace to be out the door with him as general manager. Uh, like I said, I'm surprised that he's not gone already, given that they've been officially eliminated from the playoffs, I believe. But 
I think they're done. I think Mac Nagy and GM are gone. I think they're going to bring in somebody new to, you know, help develop Justin Fields, similar to what happened with the Chargers when they brought in a new coach to work with Justin Herbert. So I think they're going to have the same situation. Matt Nagy's a gone. Next on this list, I believe Vic Fangio, the Broncos will be gone. If they pull a rabbit out of their ass and make the playoffs, he could be safe. But this is the team that was all in to win now. They've been 17 and 25 since he took over the team in 2019. I think Fangio's a nice defensive coordinator, but his lack of balance in the offense, they have talent on that offensive side of the ball. They have a new GM in George Patton who was hired last year, and he's going to want his own coach. Uh, they're not rolling Bridgewater and Drew Locke out there again. They might keep him for another year to see, but I don't think so. I think they're going to bring in a new coach, and they're going to try to appeal that to Aaron Rodgers of, hey, Rodgers, who do you want to be your coach? I think they're going to use that as a dangling carrot. So I think Vic Fangio's gone. He's not as bad as Nagy was, but he's still another defense. He's a defensive coach that couldn't get it right on the offensive side. They bumbled the quarterback position, and you need to be balanced to be as a coach. So I think Vic Fangio's going to be gone. Next one up is going to be a weird one. This is one that Paul and I predicted at the beginning of the year, and I'm going to stick with my gut, and which might surprise people. I believe David Culley of the Texans will be fired. I think he was just a short-term appeal. Nick's, I know Nick Cesario hired him. He got to pick him. He wasn't a lame duck promoter coach. but And they could keep him, by the way. But at 3-11, and 11, I think he was the fall guy for them to basically get through this rebuilding stage of just unloading the talent, handling the Deshaun Watson situation. I believe he was brought in to try to mitigate that situation. But now that it's a foregone conclusion that Watson will either A, be traded, or B, be put in jail, there's no reason for them to keep Kali. I think they're going to get their own new coach, and I believe they're going to get a new quarterback as well for the next season to truly begin this rebuilding. I think Kali, unfortunately, it's not his fault. It's quite honestly bullshit how he was treated. I hope he stays because I think he deserves a year with an actual rebuild in place with them spending money now versus just cutting the team as a skeleton crew, but I think he's going to be the fall guy. I think Cicero is going to fire him and get the coach he actually wants. Uh, next up on this list is Mike Zimmer for the Vikings. I personally don't believe Zimmer should be fired. I think he's a good coach, uh, but he's been strapped with Kirk Cousins. He hasn't been able to get the quarterback position right, and it's not his fault, but I think with eight years with the team, he's the seventh longest tenured coach in the NFL. I believe if he misses the playoffs, he will be out. I think it's kind of like the same thing that happened with like Andy Reid of they just want to change. You know, They need a fresh start. I don't believe Zimmer will be waiting a long, long. He might not get a head coaching gig this year, but I think he'll take a year off, come back, and he'll be in high demand, honestly. I think Zimmer will be a head coach again. Uh, but if they make the playoffs, I could see them rolling it out there another year. But as long as they have Kirk Cousins and they have talent on that field, their defense is also regressed this year, which has not helped Zimmer's case. I see Zimmer. And last year he was cut slack because they were so injury riddled and given a COVID season. But they started slow again. They missed the playoffs. I believe they will move on from Mike Zimmer. Last but not least, this is the one that's depending on what happens at the GM position. I believe Joe Judge of the New York Giants will be fired. I don't think he should, but given that the Giants are currently sitting at a 4-10 and 10 record, they have Chicago's pick, so they'll have a 5th and 6th overall pick in the draft. I think Joe Judge is going to be gone because the new GM is going to want to pick his coach. Or it'll be like the George Patton situation or um, Joe Douglas situation with the Jets where they ride this coach for a year and then they make their change. But it might be cutting off your nose to spite your face situation or throwing the baby out with the bathwater. I just firmly believe I don't think Joe Judge deserves to be fired. I think he's owed another year, but and you know, and given a year to pick his quarterback because he did not pick Daniel Jones, he inherited Daniel Jones. 
But if they get a new GM, because I, I firmly believe Dave Gettleman will be fired. Uh, this is the third year in a row they've been picking top 10 or top 12. It's as, this is unacceptable for the New York football giants. Uh, they've been a dog pound for the last three to four years. They need a change. They need to reboot it. They need a new quarterback. I believe, like I said, they're going to get a new GM first, but that GM is going to hold uh, Joe Judge's life in his hand, so to speak, and he might be the cost of them just getting a new GM. Not that he's awful, but just because they got a new GM. So once again, just to recap, I believe Matt Nagy, Vic Fangio, David Culley, Mike Zimmer, and Joe Judge will be fired. Now, one of those play- teams might not be at leading it to the traditional six, but I listed seven teams. That's my prediction. Let me know what you guys think in the comments when I post this video, either on Facebook or on the uh, on one of the podcast apps, if you agree, if you disagree. Uh, and a funny side note, the Jacksonville Jaguars are now owning the number one overall pick because the Lions have a tie in there. Jacksonville losing to the Houston Texans this past week has put them at Number one overall pick, which would be the back-to-back second year in a row. For those of you who care or don't care, I'm not going to go through the entire draft order, but listening to the top 10 teams or worst teams, for those teams that I've extended an arm and shit on their face, this is more of a consolation prize. I have, The current draft order, according to tankathon.com, is number one overall picks is the Jacksonville Jaguars, followed by the Detroit Lions, Houston Texans, New York Jets, New York Giants, New York Giants, Carolina Panthers, New York Jets, Atlanta Falcons, Washington football team. It should also be noted that the Miami Dolphins are 11, a.k.a. Philly has their pick which was starting at the number two overall pick. Miami started at one and seven, and they are now officially back to 500, uh, thereby having Philly have back-to-back picks, 11 and 12. Hope to keep winning Miami, make Philly's pick worse and worse. But yeah, that would mean both New York teams have top 10 picks. The Jets at four and eight, four and eighth overall pick, and the Giants at five and six back-to-back. So it's going to be really crazy with teams having multiple first-round picks. What happens if the Giants try to use two of those picks and try to get you know Russell Wilson or go after a quarterback, or if they stay put and really improve that defense and solidify it? for the new coach or for Joe judge. But yeah, this is a smaller episode for today. I didn't want to get into the week by week analysis. We're going to be back to normal next week. Once the holidays are over, going to be going over with the final two weeks remaining, what the uh, finished playoff picture will be coming clear into view. I'll be having more people on. We'll be giving some thoughts, focusing on other sites and insights and having another fun topic. I like doing this fun topic of the show. Like last week doing the, what quarterbacks will never win a Super Bowl? This week was what coaches are going to be fired. Next week's topic is going to be, I believe, which teams will be looking for a new starting quarterback that is not on the roster, just to give you folks a sneak preview of that. And I will be having, I believe, or I'm going to try to have Matt and Paul on for that. I cannot wait since last time went a bit long, but it was really good. I want to trigger. I liked having those conversations like that because that's what everyone's thinking right now. Like, Teams like Pittsburgh, the quarterback purgatory teams, you know, Carolina, Pittsburgh, Denver, you know, listing how many teams since we made the joke to Matt the other day that we thought he had like 15 teams or 15 teams going to be looking for new quarterbacks. So thanks for everyone for listening. Remember, this is Geeks You Watch Football. We post two episodes every week, one covering video games, one covering football. You can find us on wherever you have your uh, audio episodes at Anchor, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever. In addition, you can also find it on our Facebook page at Geeks You Watch Football. Please leave a like. Please leave a review. Helps the show and helps me, you know, help direct the podcast in a more focused area. So thanks, everyone, for listening. I truly uh, appreciate everyone's support here and have a good one.